What's up, Ben? How's hey, it going? Man. Not much. How's it going, buddy? Man, I... Uh, I met you at Terry Black's doing a pit tour, and I heard a little bit about your story, how you're from Alaska, and you're doing barbecue over there, and negative, like, what, 28-degree weather? This last weekend, it was 27 below zero Fahrenheit. And and that's nuts, because, you know, when when we exchanged Instagrams, it was like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't really look at the followings or anything like that, but I noticed how much you grew. Right. Just in the short amount of time. Yeah. I think it was like 400 followers, and now you're up to 1,315, yep. which is crazy. And I, I'm happy for you, Thanks, you know, man. and I think that's uh, within our community. I think that's the cool thing about it is that we can all relate in one sort of for sure. fashion. Yep. Um, then one thing I didn't even notice, and I don't know why, but uh, your YouTube channel. I got to subscribe to it. Yep. Yeah, Exhibition Barbecue on YouTube. Uh, I subscribe to yours. Which I, I was watching your videos of the Tejas tour the other day. Oh, yes, yes. Epic. Which I just recently found out it's true. It is haunted. Really? Yeah, very much like so. Like legit? Yeah, they've been on, uh, I can't remember the uh, TV show. I think it was like on Discovery Channel. Crazy. Yeah, it was like Ghost Hunters, but some other show that yeah, they did. Chocolate Covered Ghosts. I don't know, but that would be cool, though. Uh, so, watching, seeing how you grew in barbecue and just you doing backyard barbecue, seeing you do yep. brisket, uh, I think it was turkey, uh, chili, yep. pork ribs, all yep. kinds of things. And I think that's so cool, and I think that's like the next, uh, going from traditional barbecue to like this new style of barbecue, like a modern style, where mm. it's like you're literally smoking almost everything. Everything, yeah. And uh, I think that's super, super cool. And uh, I just got to know what got you into barbecue, cooking in the backyard, yep. and building your own brand the way that you've done. Yeah. Uh, so I would say people got me into backyard barbecue cooking. People? Yeah. I, I, I – for a long time struggled at what I was put on this planet to do. And I've done Amen. every job you can think of. I mean, you name it, I've done it. I've, I mean, my laundry list of careers is ridiculous. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, everything from a children's pastor to a janitor to a sewer and drain technician. What? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You name it, I've done it. Wow. <clears throat> but, and I've always loved every bit of things that I've done. Like, I've never had a bad day in my life. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> But um, you sound like you have an interesting life. Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been married for eleven years, and I bet you I've switched jobs maybe nine times within that. Always with something bigger and better, you know. Each, yeah. each time, just doing something different, something more fun, and just I get uneasy doing the same thing for a long time, and it's uh-huh. just until I can, I feel like I move on to something and I figure out how to do it really well, and then I got to go figure something else out, you know. Um, but with barbecue, that's been like kind of the common thread throughout probably my adult life, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it sort of just started, I got, um, we bought our first house and I got a big green egg, a large big green egg is what it was and loved that thing and just kind of fell in love with the process of managing a fire. I'm a guy that likes to think about things. I like to tinker with stuff 
and I like to become an expert in just whatever I'm doing. I, I dive in. I don't do anything halfway. And you meet anybody that knows me, they'll all tell you that. <laughs> like, like, just looking at your <laughs> posts, it doesn't look like that just, at all. I just can't. I can't do it. Like if if I even show a faint bit of interest in it, I have to pretend that I'm not interested in things so that I don't go all into them because oh. I, it'll just be a time suck for me because but it's just the way my brain works. But yeah. with barbecue, I just really got hooked in the process of like, how can I really craft this piece of meat that I'm holding in my hands frozen or whatever, raw, whatever it is, into something that's super delicious. Mm -hmm. And um, started, uh, started cooking turkeys for Thanksgiving for my family. We'd go over, my wife and I would go over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. And every year, I'd make a turkey. My dad would make a turkey. <clears throat> Was it like a competition? It was an unwritten competition. Oh. And nobody ever said anything, but yeah. every year he had a lot more turkey left than I did. Oh. And eventually it got to the point where he's not making a turkey, I'm making two turkeys. Mm -hmm. and, but I was wrapping them in bacon and smoking them and doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, this last Thanksgiving, I actually did a 43-pound turkey. Uh, That's huge! It was. I mean, I have a big, big smoker in my backyard. I could not fit it in a five-gallon bucket to brine it. I had to spatchcock it in order to get it into the bucket just to squeeze it all in there. I think the biggest turkey I've even done was like a whole turkey, yeah. maybe 23 pounds. Yeah. Like somewhere in there. So even cooler, that turkey, I started, I, I paid for this turkey in July. And, Whoa! And they were like, we're going to feed it until Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Wait, wait, wait. You bought it like farm fresh? That turkey was never frozen. That turkey wow. was slaughtered the day I made it. Holy cow! <laughs> That's like, crazy. Talk about freshness. Dude, it was nuts. I mean, having a turkey that big, legitimately, and you can see it on my Instagram, the breast of that turkey, like you were doing turkey breast the other night. Yeah. And everybody was like, holy cow, those things are huge. And then they were. They were. Yeah. But in my head, I'm going... Man, if he saw that one that I did. Oh, I mean, dang. The, the yeah. breast alone was 10 inches tall. 10 inches thick. Just the breast. It was insane. And it was so juicy, so moist. It was just perfect. I mean, I'm literally pulling feathers off the thing the day I'm putting it on the smoker. It was oh. so good. But yeah, so it started with uh, a lot of turkeys, honestly. Um, but I just kind of fell in love with the process. You know, we were talking earlier about uh, UFC and... We'd have people over for the fights every weekend, and I would, yeah. just, I would barbecue. You know, it's just it's what I would do. You know, yeah. we'd have you know ten people over, right? And I'd make a brisket or something like that, and and then word would get out that I made a really good brisket, and then pretty soon there's twenty people over at my house, and then it's like, well, shoot, now I'm gonna need more grilled real estate because I don't, I gotta feed all these people, and, and yeah. I love it, right? You know, I, I love to host, I love to entertain, I love people, absolutely, uh, and I love the process of cooking too, like. Um, so I, I got a second grill. I got a extra large big green egg, and then I got a uh, my dad, my dad, my dad. He uh, again that unwritten competition. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started on ceramics, right, Kamado style, and so he got a Primo XL, which is Primo's American version of the big green egg. Hmm. And um, great smoker, um, really really good for a lot. It's an oval shape instead of a circle. That's kind of their thing. Oh okay. But with, with an egg or a Kamado style, I mean, it's just like anything. There's there's tricks to it. You just, you got to learn it, you know, like anything. Like you guys with your Moberg. So that's, it's not like you can walk up to a thing and figure out exactly how to use it the first time. Right. And he just never messed with it enough to figure it out. And it became a point of frustration for him and get it off my deck. 
I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. So, you know, I mean, literally on my backyard porch, which was just thrown together because they had to put stairs off of the back door, um, I had, at that point, I had my extra large big green egg, my large big green egg, my Primo XL, and then I got a Traeger, uh, which was my Timberline 1300, which was, I got the biggest one they made, figuring I'm going to need the real estate, right? Now my porch, which is like four foot by six foot, is literally all grills. That's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything else on there. That's all it is. Uh, but we outgrew that, so I had to build the deck out, you know, expanded the deck to maybe 12 by 12 now and filled that up real quick. I ended up, I had nine smokers on the back deck, right? And we're having 70, 80 people at the house every weekend for fights, right? And I'm, wow. having, a, I'm having a ball doing it, right? I'm yeah. Just, I'm staying up all night watching the briskets, doing pork butts, doing pork belly, you know, you name it, we're smoking it. And, and like you said, everything, like I want to smoke everything. I haven't found anything that's worse smoked. I really, yeah. I really haven't. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was really the behest of those people, like, Everybody coming over and being like, dude, what are you doing? You need to quit your job. Like, this needs to be what you do full time. And at that point, I had a really good job. And I was making six figures a year. I was, wow. a, I was a salaried, uh, commission-paid sales guy for a high-end high HVAC company. I sold HVAC equipment. <laughs> wow. I was, uh, I'm That's a, crazy. I'm a people guy first, right? Yeah. And um, they did a study... Have you ever done any of those personality tests or any of that, like Myers-Briggs or stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So they did one of those for me. Um, it's helpful in uh, the professional world to, and how, to figure out how best to interact with employees. So my employer took the time to, to do one of those tests just to figure out me better. And so I have one trait um, that stuck out far and above everything else, and that trait was belief. So my belief in something um, is what drives my ability to do anything so like what made me successful in sales is i really believed in the product that we had and so for me i was able to convey that and a lot of that is my background of you know being a pastor just coming from an upbringing of integrity people saw that and then they understood my belief in what we had and they were they wanted to buy it right because mm -hmm. i'm just communicating honestly my belief in something right right and so for me in barbecue like i started in with um I started doing competitions and stuff probably about five, six years ago. I did my first one and um, was making my own seasonings and everything, my own rubs, and discovered a... That's the fun part. Too. It, it really is, and I enjoyed that. You know, mm -hmm. you, you smoke your paprika, and you do all sorts of fun things, and get your all your flavor combinations just right the way you want them, and, and tweak everything, and, and barbecue never ends. You're never... That's what I like about it. Like, all that to say, like, the pursuit of perfection, you're never going to get it. Mm -hmm. but you can continue and continue and continue and continue. So that's why of all of the careers that I've had, that's the one that leaves me wanting more each time. I never feel like I've got it. So I can't yeah. move on to the next thing. And that's what I love about it. Right. Um, but that's how we got started. It was really at the behest of, you know, other people just let's figure this out. Let's, let's, let's get you smoking stuff full time. And I'm not mad at it like at mm -hmm. all. And so we, the wife and I talked about it and I said, well, what do you think? And she said, well, let's make a go of it, you know? And so I left that job. I was working a ton, and I wasn't spending as much time with the family as I wanted to. My, right. my first priority has always been them. Like, and that that's that's the way it has to be. Totally. Like, I feel like when, yep. through my own experience, mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to put your passion second sometimes. Right. Yep. 
and you know i'm struggling through that right now just sure. uh, personally but yeah um understanding like man uh do something that you love but do it for them yeah you know totally yep absolutely and we wanted something that we could do with them too so both my wife and i are self-employed um and even being commissioned i was able to kind of make my own hours doing the sales thing and a little bit and just have that flexibility mm-hmm. to be with the family a lot a lot more than most people i feel like and with my wife being self-employed um, she can make her own schedule too and so we wanted to find something that we could do together as a family like that's so cool yeah so like going back a little bit if if you would ask me when i was 10 what i wanted to be when i grow up i would say the same thing every time i just wanted to be a dad like i didn't i didn't care what i did professionally i never wow. have i never have um, but being a dad has always been like paramount, right? And so now I've got my two kids and we're raising them and we homeschool them. And cause if you ask any parent, what's, what's, what's some advice, you know, they're all would tell you the same thing. Everybody will say the same thing. Like, Hey, it goes quick. Pay attention. Man. That's Don't true. Care, right. Everybody says That's the same so thing. True. So Amanda, my wife and I, we really have taken heed of that and like, okay, let's really take that to heart and spend as much time with them as we can. So we made the decision to homeschool so that we could be with them. There's nobody I'd rather raise my kids than us. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and again, not everybody has that luxury. Uh, and, and we're fortunate too, but you know, it allows us to do things like six days a week of martial arts or and now we're moving into seven days a week because Gracie's picking up Muay Thai as well. Oh snap. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going to be a firecracker. Dude, it's ridiculous. Uh, she can already beat me up, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so we wanted to find something like let's tailor a business and I've started lots of businesses I, I just enjoy the process uh, I like building stuff uh, from the ground up and, and seeing what will happen right yeah um, I bet I've pulled a dozen businesses like business licenses they're probably tired of me at that whatever <laughs> that is. Um, but I just enjoy it right you know let's figure out if we can make something stick that would be fun mm-hmm. and um, we have the freedom to do that and so we've taken advantage of it but with this one, um, it just felt different, you know, and it was something that we could see, you know, what we could grow into with the kids and the family, you know, like, shoot, they can run the front counter as, as little kids, even, you just teach me to do simple math and count change back and you're running a cash register, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Know, can you look at a scale and see how much weight's on there? Sweet. Yeah. You're set. That's all you need. There you, you go. Six years old and probably get more tips than I would up there. Absolutely. <laughs> I would be, man, if I went to a barbecue place and they had a six or a seven right. year old slicing some meat yeah. and they were good at it, right? I would be throwing 20s. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we made the decision to do that full time and we've been at it now for um, probably seriously, I would say about seven or eight months. Wow. And I went into it just kind of, I'm going to front load this business, what I call it at least, uh, on the social media side, right? Yeah. Um, I want to hit this summer, this coming summer, with people actually knowing about us. And so I'm going to hit the social media side really heavy and use that time to dial in recipes and things like that and just just start putting it out, right? Just slowly putting it out into the ether like, hey, this is coming. We're, We're getting good at this. Just watch. And uh, it's been a ton of fun. You know, I got picked up as a brand ambassador for a seasoning company, which I have no business being a part of at Meat Church. Um, Dude, and, that's like, nuts. <laughs> like, it's like, you look at the people that are on their list as the brand ambassadors, and it's people that make sense. It's like yeah. you know, Kendrick Barbecue, who's got like 250,000 people following. That him. dude's like, what, Northern Cali or yeah, something? Yeah, 
and then there's me on the list too. It just doesn't make any sense. It's like, how did we end up here? You're on the new frontier. <laughs> right. But I think, honestly, it stems from that, what we were talking about earlier, that belief. You know, when I discovered that seasoning, I just threw everything else in the trash. I was like, this is exactly what I want my meat to taste like. And watching the people eat it and interact with it, you know, as we had case studies every weekend and we're at the fight nights i'm watching 70 people just like what in the world did you put on this how did you make this and I'm like, <laughs> we got a winner guys we got a winner <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and i just i really appreciated that they were family owned and operated and there's just so much now having had the opportunity to meet the ceo matt Pittman, and hang out with him and grilling with him i heard he's a great guy he's awesome yeah, yeah. I, he spent like 30 minutes chatting with me just at the store the other day and i'm like Dude, I'm nobody. Like, what in the world? <laughs> How's this happening? How's this my life? But, uh, in, and I've had, you know, similar experiences pretty much everywhere we've gone. You know, like, you're and I interaction. I felt the same yeah. way. I'm like, this, this big guy's talking to me. What in the world? It's <laughs> 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 so cool. And, you know, and some of that's just the barbecue community, right? Everybody's yeah. super friendly. And, you know, having the commonality of food just going in. Like, you like good food? Yeah, I love good food. Everybody loves good yeah. food. Yeah, and so you have the commonality right out of the gate with people that you just you can just skip all the BS and all yeah. the muck and mire of politics and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. We're talking barbecue. Absolutely. Right? So. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to, you know, coming from the aspect of, like, you know, I'm the pit guy. You're the customer. Yeah. It's like giving you guys a tour. Yeah. Uh telling you guys our cooking process right. just it there's one thing when it comes when you come across somebody that you know is very passionate about the same thing that you are mm. and being able to when you start to see things and you're like oh well that makes sense right, why right. he's doing that well that makes sense too yeah well dang okay and then it's like <laughs> that like inspires us even more that's so you cool. know that's what that's cool that's why i love when uh when I see families come in, you yeah. know, I, your your family came yeah. and uh, um, I was able to have your kids help me out, spritz in a pit. Totally. Like, I, I, I'm over here thinking, man, what kind of blessing and how <laughs> awesome would it be in the future to then have somebody that was like, I've been coming to Terry Black since right. I was seven. Yep. And you gave me a pit tour and yep. I want to do your job. Yep. Like, that's Dude. crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's so cool. I mean, you can't plant those seeds too early. You can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. both my kids, every time we go into like Sportsman's Warehouse or something like that, they see the little Traeger tailgaters and they're like, when do I get one of those? And I'm like, oh, anytime you want. I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk to your mom about it. <laughs> Credit card is okay this time. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's probably mad that I have 12 grills. But <laughs> we need it. These we are need for it. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I won't use them. <laughs> That's Gracie's. I didn't ask for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would be saying the same totally, thing. Totally, man. It's so fun. And you're just watching them get curious and stuff like that. It's so rewarding to, you know. Mm -hmm. And really what they're seeing and, and what I'm really grateful for this opportunity for, regardless of what happens with the business, is they're seeing both my wife and I pursue something we're passionate about, right? And, we, yeah. and we're all yeah. into it. We're all in. Like, all the chips are on the table. We're, we're doing this or we're not. Wow. And it's so much fun. I can only imagine what that's going to do for them just to have the ability to know, like, hey, you can you can really go for stuff and it might be okay. Yeah. You know, you'd probably be okay in the end. you gotta take a, yeah. you got to take a leap of faith sometimes. Totally. And so it's, it's really, really fun for us right now. We're just having a ball. It's crazy. I just talked to my dad a little bit today about um, 
dreams and passions. Mm-hmm. And, um, I said, have you ever thought about uh, the average life mathematically? Mm-hmm. Like there's 365 days a year. Yep. Could you automatically agree that maybe for men, definitely, the average age is probably about 75? Yep. Yeah. And that's like 27,000 some odd days. Right. Yep. It kind of puts you in perspective like, yeah. man, I only got so much to be totally. with my kids, <clears throat> but also build something yeah. that maybe I could, man, if I could pass something on to them yeah. and be like, here's some land, here's a business, here's, yeah. that I would be more than happy. Yeah. Yep. And for me, I think about that stuff a lot. Uh, you know, the the idea of building legacy, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a huge deal. I mean, my parents have done a great job with it. I'm still benefiting from my grandfather's legacy. I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm a third generation pastor, and that's not an accident. You know, those those uh those skills and those values were passed down. You know, wow, that's and crazy. Poured that into us, um, and I'm really grateful for it. Um, but for me, like, I want to teach. I think the best thing that I can teach my kids is how to fail gracefully and how to pick yourself back up. Wow. Because if you have that skill set, there's nothing you can't do, you know. I, no. I never have been afraid of the answer no. Like, I'll ask a question I know the answer is going to be no to because I, it doesn't bother me one bit. Like, oh. You know, because what they say yes. Like, who, who cares if they say no? <laughs> like, yeah. At least you asked. Absolutely. And so, like, I'm constantly just putting stuff like, even simple things like, hey, man, you want to go to a movie later? Oh no, and people feel bad about saying no sometimes. Like, oh no, man, I'm busy, I guess I'm going on. Like, no, no, I really don't care. Like, it's totally fine. I just figured out how to ask, you know? It's not a big deal. It's fine, you said no. (laughs) But it's a foreign concept to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they feel bad about saying no. Um, But I've never, it's never bothered me at all. Um, And I don't know why I'm that way, but I am. So I'll ask for things that somewhat ridiculous but sometimes it's a yes and you get a sponsorship for a, a, a giant <laughs> brand that you have no business being a part that's of that's nuts it's like this is insane yeah you're inspiring me <laughs> <laughs> i had a cool conversation with uh craig i believe it was at the pit the other day oh uh, terry blacks and terry blacks yeah craig <laughs> <laughs> sorry craig he hates uh, that so much <laughs> But we were talking about, uh, I asked him, I was like, I wonder, I'm just going to ask the question because I wonder. And we were talking, we're just, you know, talking passion about being, you know, passionate about cooking and you know, it was vibing really good. And I said, let me ask you a question. It's a weird one. He said, I said, do you ever, when you're like, catering for a big group of people, are you eating the food? And he was like, no, no never. Uh-uh. I was like, me either. Isn't that weird? He's like, dude, I I've always been that way. It's like, me too, man. I, I, I just watch the people enjoy it, and I know how it was based on their reaction. I'll, I'll get through the night after catering, you know, 70, 80, 100 people. It doesn't matter. I'll not have had a bite to eat. I'm starving myself. Um, mm-hmm. But I've ate all my food through them, right, vicariously. It's like, seeing the gratification. Yes, that's what makes me full. Totally. And he got that, mm-hmm. and it was a cool moment because it was like, you could tell he hadn't connected with other people on that a whole lot. And he was like, you do that too? I'm like, I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> it was really neat. I was like, maybe that's that's a sign, an indicator that you're in the right field. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very, very re- rewarding within mm-hmm. the barbecue industry, uh, you know. Uh, but what's really cool about it is that, you know, we're working for Terry Black's, a family that's been 
doing barbecue since, oh gosh, I, I, since the 30s. And they have a huge legacy. And yeah. it's like when people are coming up to us at Terry Black's and they're saying, that is seriously the best brisket I've ever had in my life. Yep. And that makes us feel good. It's very rewarding. Yep. But for you to do it on your own, just through doing it with UFC fights and like neighbors and friends, totally. and you're slowly growing that number, I can't imagine what it's like just being yeah. like just in your own home or catering a small event and people are right. glorifying you for that. It's crazy, man. And it drives my wife nuts because I I know of myself that I can be a little proud. Uh, me too. You know nope. what I mean? You gotta humble yourself, Bob. And so I try really hard. Mm -hmm. And like, it's driven her nuts this whole trip because everywhere we've gone, I don't know what it is, uh, whether it's, I, I really don't know what it is, but I've, I've had a pit tour of like every place we've been to. I, get, I just get singled out by the owners of these places. And yeah. Like, hey, that guy looks like he likes barbecue. Let's talk to him for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, you know, I've got phone numbers that I've just got no business having because, because uh, you know, I don't know why, but <laughs> but it drives her nuts because she's like, this is amazing. How are you not freaking out right now? And I'm like, no, it's not that big of a deal. They'd probably do that to everybody. She's like, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. You know, sometimes, I mean, there's a time to be prideful and a time to, mm -hmm. there's a time to humble yourself. For and sure. I can't, uh, uh, Steve, barbecue Steve, I, yeah. I think he yeah. said to me, um, he was like, man, I cannot believe how extremely humble you are. Yeah. After once he saw the pit room when we were live on Instagram and everything, and mm -hmm. he saw me doing the turkeys and stuff, right. and showed him a couple other proteins, and it was just it was a big shock to him. And I said, you have no idea how like how much i have to put myself in place every single day for sure yep because sometimes you can get full of that and that yep. stops progress oh and that's the thing that that terrifies me so i'm like yeah. i'm taking like 10 steps back you have know? to yeah for sure but there is a time and a place for it right you yeah, know there's absolutely a, 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 like you got to be able to sell yourself a little bit and i oh, and i sure. know when for i sure. can turn that on and when to do that when it's appropriate and all that um but it's almost never. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you know. For sure. Um, but man, it's 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 such a it's it really is a blessing, you know, to have people to be able to interact with people like you. Because I would say the same thing, you know. Yeah. It's like it's cool to watch you do what you do and like you can tell you're a pro. Like <laughs> there's no doubt yeah. about it. It's a lot of repetition. Well that's sure. All it is. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But some of it's just you know, it's a honed skill set. But yeah. what I like about it, you know, even the repetition, that's downplaying practice i mean you know even doing jujitsu like repetition those getting those reps in that's work that's uh, work ethic right that is work so you know repetition is more than just oh i just do it all the time it's like yeah. no, no no i put the work in to become a pro at this absolutely and so like you can see that in your guys's food and you put in that out for sure where i get a little prideful so like i man i took a little break from my youtube channel a little bit and it hurts me that i wasn't consistent as i should but i decided to do a uh, a day in the life of yeah. a pitmaster apprentice yeah. and i was watching some of the video that i recorded of me wrapping briskets mm -hmm. and i was like man that's a sexy wrap right just every time totally. I'm like oh my god yep i have to 
I have to say it is. I use the same technique at home because I'm sure <laughs> how to do it. <laughs> yeah, not near as well because I don't get the reps in like you do. Yeah. I would love to be able to make 60 a day, you know, but we don't uh, have the order. You'll get there. Yeah, you'll get so. there slowly but I surely. So. Slowly but surely. Yeah. It's so much fun though, dude. I mean, just, just seeing the reaction that it gets from people and especially yeah. in Alaska because there's nothing like that up there. I mean, yeah. it's so sparse. I mean, when people hear, like, wait, you make barbecue in Alaska? Like, I was at uh, Slowbone uh, in Dallas. Yeah. And they were like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I make barbecue full-time. You're like, where, where at? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm in Alaska. I was like, I'm kind of... Their eyes got me. Yeah, they were like, what? And so they sent the owner out, and he talked to me for an hour, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man. Was, but they were like, how many people are doing that? I'm like... Oh no, I'm kind of like the only one. <laughs> I've tapped a, a gold source here. No, there's, there's not a big group of people doing that. Yeah, but to be able to, and I swear I'm cursed when it comes to putting out like big orders. Every time I've done a big bulk order, it has been absolutely horrific weather. Like the first one I did, I opened up for Christmas, and I made it so hard on myself because I was like. I've got one smoker that can handle a large quantity of food at a time. I'm good. Um, and it's my Com 200 Traeger. So it's a tow-behind Traeger, right? Uh-huh. So it'll do about 60 briskets at a time is what it can hold. It can do up to 100 pork shoulders. And I was like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. I'm going to open orders up. I've been doing social media thing for a while, and we'll just see what happens. And I'm at the point in the business where you just say yes and you figure it out. Like, there's no turning stuff away, right? You know, mm -hmm. You're not doing that. Um, but I had briskets of all different weights. I had different proteins going, and they all had to be delivered at the same time. And this is Christmas dinner for people. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, I cannot screw this up. <laughs> I don't have the luxury mm -mm. of screwing this up. This is Christmas dinner. Yeah, that that's a big deal. For sure. And I didn't take it lightly, right? Um, but, I mean, it that night, it was 25 below zero. And I go out to start the smoker, and it was so cold, and that's an electric smoker. It uses, you know, pellet-driven, pellet and it was so cold that the electronics were just frozen. They were not turning on. It was too cold to operate it, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I don't have another option. No. Like, I mean, I've got, you know, 10 other pits, but I can't manage all that by myself. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, what am I going to do? So I end up taking lump charcoal from my big green egg, putting it in the grease pan, on there and starting a charcoal fire in the Traeger in order to get it warmed up enough to where the electronics would be thawed out to where I could turn it on. <laughs> wow! <laughs> what? I mean, it was ridiculous. So I had a coal fire going in the Traeger just to get it warmed up enough to where it will fire up. And, you know, it took an extra an hour and a half, two hours for it to thaw out to where the electronics were like, oh, okay, it's not that cold anymore. <laughs> but we got it going. Um, but well, I could not imagine trying to cook... In that cold Dude. of weather. I mean, we had... Texas was freaking out when we were at, like, below 10. Right. And that was, like, the coldest. And it was, right. like, the winter apocalypse. Right. Oh, Nobody yeah. worked. Right. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. But for you, that's, like... Oh, that's, like, a, just a Saturday afternoon. It's a <laughs> different kind of place, man. It really is. Uh, but, like, this last time, I fired up... I did a big bulk order, bulk order for Easter bunch of briskets um and it was right now it's kind of springtime for us we call it breakup just because it just means the ice melting 
it's not warm. <laughs> it's not my springtime for you guys down here. Yeah. Uh, it's in the. It just got up to the 30s today, which is sweet. I'm like, I'm going home. It's it's thawed out oh, a little bit. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. But you know, a week ago at my house, it was 25 below with the wind chill. Um, that's how quick it changes for us, though. I mean, it can be that, and it might do that again. We don't know. We might get another dumping of snow. But you know, Easter wow. orders come around, and I'm trying to manage everything. And I'm still kind of learning that comp to it. I haven't had enough. I haven't had enough opportunity to just load it up full of meat because I haven't done too many big orders like that yet. Right. And so I'm still dialing it in, still learning the kinks and all that with it. And uh, I thought for sure I'll put all my light briskets up top because my heat source, my heat element is on the bottom, right? So I'm going to shield shield all of the heat from the, the smaller briskets. And I had, you know, 20-pound briskets all the way down to 8-pound briskets, trimmed weight. And so I got all my light ones up top, and I, I turned it on. I'm trying to have an easy Easter, right? I'm not trying yeah. to rush things. Absolutely. Because you can rest a brisket for a long time. Oh, yeah. You, you can't cook a brisket quickly. No, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, Terry Black's, we do it for almost 11 and a half hours. Right, yeah, which is pretty normal. I mean, and people in Alaska, they don't, they don't know that at all. <laughs> like, I delivered one up to Fairbanks, which is about a seven-hour drive, and I just wanted to see, like, do I have a market up there? I wonder. And wife was going up for a wrestling tournament for the kids. And so I found a friend up there and I was like, do you want a brisket? She's like, we would love a brisket, you know, let me bless this family with a brisket. So I told her, I was like, I'm going to send it up with Amanda. She'll drive it up. And she's like, what do you, like, it'll just be out? I'm like, well, no, it's going to be wrapped in foil and, you know, I'll put it in a big foil pan and all wrapped up in towels and stuff. It'll stay warm. I said, you actually need that time to rest it. So I'm trying to plan my cook to come off right before she leaves, right? Yeah. So she has that time to rest. Absolutely. And, but the customer was like, uh, like the food's just going to be in a car. And I'm like, well, it's, it's resting. Like, I need this time. Like, it, it will just happen to be moving, <laughs> but uh, it's resting. Like, that's totally normal. And she just, it was totally foreign to her. So I have to teach a lot of people, like, this is barbecue. Like this is what you do. You mean you? Yeah. You can't just take this off the smoker and give it to you. It's, it, yeah. You'll ruin it. It's Absolutely. the quickest way to ruin twelve hours worth of work is to cut right into a brisket. Um, but it was so funny to me. It was just such a foreign concept to her. Like what? What is this? This time? What is this time? This is limbo where <laughs> I just. And it's okay. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. As long as it doesn't drop below like one forty, we're good. It's crazy sometimes hearing people think like they have to have barbecue sauce with brisket because uh oh the common idea is that brisket's always dry right yeah yeah. and it's like well okay if you go to dickie's or something like that like cool <laughs> somebody tried to send me to dickie's down here i was at we stayed at the great wolf lodge and i asked one of the gals it's like where's a good barbecue spot around here she's like well we got a dickie's right around the corner i was like is that a chain restaurant or is that like a local spot and she's like it's a chain i was like i won't go there <laughs> we won't be doing that <laughs> Thank you, but no thank you. No, yeah. no, no, no. But yeah, anyway, long story short, on Easter, uh, the top couple briskets just burned to a crisp. I mean, absolutely destroyed, non-edible, hard as a rock, in four hours. Four hours! So, like I said, I was trying to have an easy day, so I took put everything on early. I'm going to rest these for a long time. So, I had the smoker set at 225, I believe it was, and... All the big briskets at the bottom, light briskets at the top. I set myself an alarm for 4 a.m. I said, I'm just going to come out, and I'm just going to look. I'm not really going to be – I might be spritzing, right? I yeah. might be. I'm not even going to be close to wrapping. 
There's mm-hmm. no way. And so it's just like, this is a super conservative, like, I'm just going to check to be, just to be sure. And I went out there and my top two briskets were at 230 degrees internal temp. And I went, oh no, <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Uh, <laughs> but what I, I, over, imagine. I overestimated, you know, the heating element being on the bottom and underestimated the physical property of heat rising, uh, which makes total sense. It's a vertical smoker. And so I just assumed being closer to the heat, it would make it hotter down there. But heat still rises. Absolutely. <laughs> it sure does still rise. Yes, it does. Uh, so I learned real quick, the big ones go on the top. <laughs> now, uh, one question in mind yeah. that I was thinking, and I think we talked about it when you, uh, when you came into town. Yeah. Uh, your options of wood. It's not local for you, no. right? Like, yeah. you're having to fly it in or something like that? Well, see, my the decision to get a Traeger, and you you know as well as anybody that you know, run, run a pellet grill starts a lot of fights. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Especially in the south. You know, my giant easy bake oven parked That's in my driveway. Right? Oh, man. You um, already know the name. Oh, yeah, it. for sure. But for me, it was a decision based out of, I'm going to do this commercially, which means I need to be able to put out consistent product. Absolutely. And for me, what I don't have is I don't have a fuel source available to me that is decent. I've got birch and I've got spruce. That's really, I mean, you got cottonwood. You do have alder in Alaska. Um, That's good for like smoking fish, it's right? It's great for fish, and we do have a lot of fish. Yeah. But I'm not running barbecue fish business. No. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so You're my, not doing what the Indians are doing. No. <laughs> so my options were super limited. So I went round and round and looked at, you know, um, a lot of different options for smoker and a lot of people in Alaska that are doing the commercial thing are running big propane smokers, you know, where it's, it's kind of like your guys' oiler where it's a propane torch in the back and you put your smoking wood in there. Oh, um, okay, okay. Similar idea. They call it cook shack, right? The, hmm. um, cook shack 750 is a big one up there. Um, and it's a big rotisserie and I was like, you know, that's pretty nice. But at the end of the day, my heat source is, is propane and it, to me, it didn't feel it didn't give me what I wanted barbecue to be. Right. You know? And and the other side of it is, too, I'm going to have to go buy the little bundles of post oak or whatever I can find at Sportsman's. And that's sparse. Um, and they don't bring it in reliably. And so I'm thinking through this commercially, like, I need consistency. And I don't think I can get that with that product. And so, like, of course, I'd love to run a big offset, you know, like, like y'all have. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's, uh, like, I love managing a fire. Like, I learned on those Kamados where you, the only thing you have is a dampener for the airflow. Yeah. Right? And I just, I fell in love. I still love blowing on the coals on my big green egg, you know, just getting it. There's something so romantic and cathartic about that process and super, super primitive, right? You know, it's fire. For sure. <laughs> you, For sure. You blow on it and make it bigger. And yeah. um, I love that. But being in Alaska, when I have to go out and start something at 27 below, like I can't imagine trying to do that for one with an offset. Like it just, I I don't know how much fuel that would take to heat up for one. It'd probably take me a day or two to get it warm. God, but you know, I couldn't imagine trying to, even if I wanted yeah. To have Moberg's up there. Yeah. I couldn't imagine going out there and being like, trying to throw it. I, I, I could imagine just doing like 16 sticks of wood just sure. to keep it at 200. Right. You know, and it just, 
it becomes it was in my mind it's a non-starter you know summertime will i get one eventually sure I would summertime would be great to do that sure you know but yeah. i'm still gonna have to fly up truckloads of wood i mean that's my oh, only tons. option you know we don't have oak trees in alaska they don't grow um that's just not a native wood i got birch and spruce and nobody's smoking with that kind of a random yeah. but like my brother was telling me about uh how like what there's like uh like different hunting clubs uh-huh. and they totally love like people that cater to that like there's a bow hunting club up in idaho where um i think it's like 250 people hmm. and they asked him hey would you cater our event and they're i mean What's primal, more primal than that? Yeah. Having barbecue yep. and going out and totally. like hunting. Yeah, for sure. Like, dude, you should totally, I would offer that to hunters up there. How many hunters go up there, oh, do you dude. think? Oh, tons. I mean, the hunting community up there already is, is almost everybody. I mean, the city that I live in, Wasilla, when it's open season, like, you get a moose in your yard that's legal. You take shot. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's very much like what I imagine the Deep South is, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of good old boys. Everybody's carrying. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, my community, where we're at, you know, I've got five acres of land, and that's pretty much standard, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit bigger than most, um, but not much, you know. And the only thing I can't use is a high-powered rifle off, off my property, but I can use shotgun, and I can use pistol, and I can use bow. And crossbow. Um, right out of the gate, you know, just right out the front door. If that bull is legal, it's going down. Oh, but, God. But for dude, us, you know, like, like awesome. a moose is where you would see that, right? But yeah. a legal moose up there is a 50-inch is a rack. That's illegal. Whoa. That's the threshold that you're allowed to shoot them at. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. That's where it just becomes legal. Oh, that's God's country right there. Dude, that's over, the last frontier. Yeah, if that rack is over four feet long, you can take the shot. Before that, too small. <laughs> that's too small dude i'm not kidding you oh I mean, you can get spike forks and things like that you know those things that make it through the cracks but yeah a legal bull is 50 inches across oh and that's the man. first time you're allowed to shoot that moose yeah um, dude i think you you have definitely uh <laughs> tapped into something that could be very attractive to uh a lot of different yeah so one of the things that I'd like to do up there, because like I'm not under any false illusions, like Alaska is a cool spot. Like it's a unique place, beautiful place. It's beautiful, and it's a destination spot for a lot of people. Like I can't tell you how many people I've run into down here in Texas. They're like, I got, well, I got to get up there one day. Oh Everybody yeah. Everybody says that. Right? Everybody does. And so for me, I'm like, okay, from a business standpoint, I would love to be able to offer you know, a barbecue experience unique to Alaska. Why would we not do that? Dude, that would be awesome. So what we're building, like, we'll eventually, you know, we sold our house. Uh, I sold everything I own, basically. We're all in with this. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You really went in on all, like, oh, you yeah. sold everything. So what we did is we sold our house and right now, my wife and I and our two kids and our four English Bulldogs are living in a 400 square foot studio. And it's free. And so wow. all the money we made off of our house, which was a significant sum, the market's really good right now. And I, just, I just couldn't pass up the opportunity. No. Basically flipped our house for a bunch of profit, right? Um, but all of the money that we made from that, I bought those five acres I was telling you about. And we're going to build our own house there. And so what we're building is going to have a giant outdoor 
patio kitchen, right? You know, totally separate from the house so that I can host big groups of people to come out. Let's learn barbecue together, right? You know, have, have you guys come Dude, out. Dude, that's so cool. And where it's at, Drew, like, is amazing. Like, I would totally do it. I would totally do that right. for you. And, and I think people will. And I'm, because I love, like, like I was saying earlier, the people is what gets me excited. I love yeah. interacting with people. And when I, that, that aspect of belief comes out when I'm talking about barbecue because I love what I'm doing. And that, I know of myself, is contagious. And that's where it's like the sell yourself moment, right? I know that about myself. I don't feel prideful when I say that. I know when I'm talking about something I'm passionate about, right. people are paying attention, right? And it just happens. I just have always been that way. And I think most people are that way, honestly. Like, you can tell when somebody's acting out of their passion, right? And, and so for me, like, I know that's where I'm going to be most successful because that's where anybody would be most successful. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing your best when you're doing what you love, right? Oh, man, dude, you're saying, dude, I, I feel like I'm at church. <laughs> dude, you know, you are definitely a pastor, my friend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's God bless you, dude. Oh, but, wow. you know, I know that I will have the most fun if I get, you know, 50 people out there that have never experienced the state that I love. I grew up there. If I get to show those people the state and serve them a great brisket and show them how I did it, that's the good, that's the best day. That's the best day. There's no better day than that. Dude. Yeah. That's nuts. So where we're at, it's, it's called, they call it Hatcher Pass. It's just a, a pristine, beautiful country. We're looking right at the beautiful mountains. We're right at the base of it. I'm seven minutes from a ski lift. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's beautiful out there. So I'm so stoked, but like where we're at now is not great. Like, <laughs> it's, it's nothing. It's got a big deck and it's yeah. right on a lake and it's free. And those are the only things that I love about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a means to an end so that we can go all in. Like, let's do this the right way from Absolutely. the get go. So yeah, we'll be done with the house hopefully before the year's up. I hope. I doubt it, but I hope so. Um, and doing classes next summer, right? Wow. Dude, I'm my jaw is just <laughs> dropped. I'm in awe right now. That's nuts, man. Uh, I may have forgot to tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. I, but please let me be the first guest speaker. Like, that would be, dude, dude that would be that's cool. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking forward to. You know, all the relationships that I've built down here, like this community, it just felt like a round peg, round hole situation. Absolutely. You know, and coming down here has just been so much fun. Like, and it, like we're talking about, it's just acting out of your passion. You know, that's why it works is because I'm doing these things with people like yourself who are passionate about the same things. Um, and I love what I do every day. Yeah, and it shows. I mean, it shows in the food. It shows on your face. It just shows. You could tell when a guy's doing that. Yeah. And so for me, like, that's what I'm most excited about, you know. Maybe Matt would come up, the CEO of Meat Church. And, and Dude, that would be crazy. It would be nuts. Um, but again, it's a destination. People want to come to Alaska. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's a cool opportunity that I think we'll do really well financially. But like, that's so secondary for me. Like, I just... I'm going to do it regardless. Like, it can make zero dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm still happy as a clam yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, man, I, I just I think that it really will work out. I think it's going to be a ton of fun along the way. And we're going to eat great regardless, right? <laughs> man, and what a great name, too. Expedition. Because yeah. it's an unknown. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When it's it's like, an unknown journey in life. Sure. And it's like the journey of perfect, the perfecting barbecue. Like, it's the way that I see it. You know, it's like you're never going to get there. But... 
it's going to be fun. I never would have thought in a million years that I'd be hearing a story like this from someone that's outside of Texas. <laughs> I'm being serious. Really? I'm being serious. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that, but that's, that's, that's what motivates me. Hmm. You know, like, that's what makes me think, you know, uh, uh, Max with the Texacana Barbecue. He's mm. a barbecue consultant. He's worked at Franklin's. He's wow. worked. I mean, he's he's huge within our community. Yeah. And uh, I met him through Russell, mm. uh, which was another uh, Terry Black's pit guy. Uh, now he works at Tejas, and I I think he's uh, making his way back up to North Texas now, mm. which is I'm pretty excited to be with my boy again. You know, That's he's cool. he's like another barbecue brother kind of deal you know and um man just i don't know what wow (laughs) i'm I'm, honestly i'm just in awe (laughs) i'm pretty shocked uh but just just being in this industry um hearing that's what kind of inspired me to do the podcast was Not only just hearing other people's stories and how they're getting started, but at the same time, seeing other people's passion for the same thing that I love at the same time. Yeah. And um, it gets me excited when I'm when I'm hearing somebody just like yourself. That's just like, man, I just want to be able to perfect something and Mm -hmm. uh, just seeing the. Uh, seeing people eat your food and getting that gratification of yep. being full yeah. from that. Yep. Uh, like, you know, to a lot of people, they don't know how long it takes to cook a brisket. Right. Just one. Oh, yeah. I right? Know. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you're putting in a lot of time, yeah. sleepless oh, yeah. effort. Oh, yeah. And uh, doing it at home, you know, sometimes I'll be, you'll catch me slipping. I'm like, oh, but I, I kind of nodded off for a second. Right. But, um, it, it's super, super cool. Uh, you know, with Russell coming from California and, uh, he, the way that he got into barbecue was just, uh, through Max, hmm. you know, and, uh, with Max, like I was telling you earlier, you know, consulting people and teaching people central Texas style barbecue. Yeah. That man is from Italy. <laughs> full-blown italian that's amazing yeah he's a chef from italy wow and he's doing that's what he's doing he's in cairo egypt right now he was literally messaging uh tons of people within the community i got a message too and he was just like hey like i'm looking for serious people you know like and he actually had to make a post where he was like i'm not looking for backyard people okay right, like right, right. i'm looking for people within the industry yeah uh which you know on instagram a lot of us are on there mm-hmm. but it just goes to show not just texas barbecue but barbecue in general yeah is growing all oh, around it's the world exploding yeah so you have uh there's a place i saw in the northeast um i want to say maine hmm. um they're smoking like fish and lobster and yeah. they're doing like smoked linguine and stuff. Wow. Like it's craziness. This yeah. is like the next level. Yeah. You know, and then you have um there's like some Cuban influence a little bit going on in uh in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um not necessarily like Texas style. Sure. But uh I think uh who's that guy? Uh not barbecue Steve, but is it uh I think oh, his, you're talking uh, about barbecue, man, I bet you. 
Not, I don't know if it's barbecue mint. Was he's it uh, Bez, B-E-S? Oh. I think he's he's always like, well, dress. Oh, Bismoke. Bismoke. Yeah, yes. yeah, he's in Florida. He's yeah. in Florida. Yep. He was like talking about how he knew a couple guys mm-hmm. locally that do a great job. Yeah. But he was just like, it's not like Texas style. Right. Sure. You know, and then like I feel like for uh, like the Midwest going into like the West Coast, Texas style barbecue is picking up in California. Yep. In the Bay Area, you got Matt Horn. Mm-hmm. You got Heritage Barbecue yep. too as well. I mean, they're exploding. Yeah. They make some of the best trays I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Right. And then uh, I've even heard like people in the Midwest cooking like <laughs> cooking mutton. What? You know, like. Yeah, smoking mutton. Like, I don't know. And they do, like, a black vinegar barbecue sauce. Whoa. I don't know. This was just something I saw on YouTube, and it was just like, whoa, what is this? Like, That's crazy. I can't what? imagine what, you know, I, I, I try to picture myself sometimes, like, 10 years from now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what is barbecue? You know, like, right. what, you know, you're starting to see it on Food Network now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's picking up, man. It really is. It's yeah. picking up. It's so good to see, too, because that only benefits everybody at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you're going to get stuff like, I would have never thought about smoked mutton. <laughs> no, neither would I. <laughs> it never occurred to me. There's a there's a place in Mexico uh, that's, that's called, like, Pincha Gringo uh, Barbecue. Okay. And it's like, everybody that has a job over there was actually deported, but they make <laughs> barbecue. And it's good barbecue. That's awesome. Which is crazy. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I don't know. It, it's just seeing the growth within the community and just yeah. being able to be a part of that growth. Yep. And hearing people just like yourself, yeah. your story and yeah. what the love and passion and the risks that you're taking too. <laughs> yeah. And you have a family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's – that, and I'm, I feel so passionate about it because – that's what I did too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Having a family, having a corporate job. I was making good money. Yep. And I went from a cubicle infested world to being like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I'm done with this. Yeah, let's go to 114 degrees in the pit room. Let's Absolutely. Let's sure. pass out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the heat. Yeah, totally. But, no, man, I get it. Uh, man, I, I just have to say, I. I enjoyed hearing your story. Thank you so much for being a part of my show. And uh, I can't wait for more talks and just to continue to see you grow. I'm really excited. Man, (laughs) I would totally take that invitation. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, pound me, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem, man. Take care, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Barbecue Family Podcast. Or the, uh, oh God, Lord, Uh, I drank too many beers. (laughs) uh thank you guys for listening to the show uh i promise i won't drink a little too much of this uh revolver blood and honey but i enjoy listening to ben's show and i hope you guys did as well and uh more is to come